When you discovered the law of attraction, you started to believe anything was possible. Life got better, much better. Now you want more, but it's not working. That's where the Manifest It Now show comes in. If you've been waiting for someone who can teach you the practical application to manifest quicker and easier while having more, turn the volume up because the dynamic duo, Cassie Parks and Ginny Gain, are ready to teach you how to live the law of attraction like they do. It's time to laugh and learn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Manifest It Now. I'm here with Cassie Parks. And I'm here with Ginny Gain. Cass and I have a topic for you today. We're going to talk about better manifesting by checking your facts. Now, that is something that we don't normally talk about when we're talking about manifesting. Cassie and I are often like, don't look at those reality facts. But this time today, we're going to talk about it, how that fits in to your better manifesting. Yes. Um, And we have some real-world examples, like from our lives and things that have happened and we've both seen. So I'm excited about this topic because, oh my goodness, it's so, it's so important to check the facts before you start reacting. It makes, it (laughs) makes life a lot easier. (laughs) It does, especially like in a relationship, right? Like this is the lesson I'm being reminded, like for, you know, and I, I would have told you like, I was really good at this and like, it, it is the, lesson that I am constantly evolving right now. I love that you said that because <laughs> I love it's like I would have told you I have so experienced that like my biggest one in relationships was like I would have told you that I was really good at not needing my partner to be happy and I'm totally fine and independent until it's a constant evolution and and um, being aware and expanding in that area which I love it. Me too oh man and I totally want to have that as a topic someday. <laughs> I, can, I can relate. I'm also learning that lesson. Yeah. Uh, what about your life? Are you excited about Cass? Oh man, I just literally yesterday booked a trip to New York City. <gasps> nice. Uh, oh, at Christmas time. Yeah. Right? Nice. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, which I'm. Ugh, it's just like I just looked at the dates, and there was a lot of inspiration that that went around it, and it it just felt so good. Like. Um, you know, my love was like, yeah, I want to go to New York. Like I said something like, I guess I'm not going to New York at Christmas this year. Cause it's something I like to do. Um, and I went last year and it's just one of my favorite things to do. And I, I just kind of looked at the schedule and I was like, that's not happening. And I was okay with it. And she's like, I want to go. And I'm like, okay, um, let's, uh, like, all right. So like just open the door and, it just all worked out perfectly. There was some inspirations and some other things. And I just went on yesterday and booked the ticket. It was so inexpensive to go to New York at that time of year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was super fun. Super fun. I love that. I love New York at that time, that time of year. <sighs> Me too. It's the, the best. The like, big red balls. You, <laughs> oh, the big red balls, <laughs> like the Tree Rock Center, yeah. going by the bridge in... Um, Central Park, where the snowball fight happened in Elf. Yes. To say it's one of my favorite things to do at this time of year. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's exciting in your world? I feel excited about just a, it's a little thing. Last night we were out for dinner. My mom's visiting, and it's amazing to have more family around. And we were sitting around, her, Lisa, and I, and the waitress came over and was talking to us, and Lisa was chatting with her about how 
she's going to, her and her boyfriend are going to go, they're planning this trip to go out in their van and traveling and they were going to go, but they had to postpone it a year to save more money. And the idea of working on the road and just, you know, having that freedom lifestyle. And she's talking about how, oh, like it's the dream. And we're kind of like all agreeing, yeah, to be able to work from anywhere and support yourself and travel and adventure. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I used to be there. And it was just like this <laughs> huge, and it was such a wonderful realization to be like, I am so living my dream. And the thing that she wants, like I have, and it's amazing. <laughs> but just like re- having that reflection of, she's like, I used to be there and now I'm here. And it was so joyous to, to stand in a place of knowing it's possible and being able to say like, keep going, you know, like it is a hundred percent possible and it's a reality and it's just one step at a time. Yeah. That is so (laughs) magical. Oh, I love it. I feel so excited about that. (laughs) Yay. It's huge. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. I had that feeling when I just booked the tickets to New York. Like I was like, I'm, I can just book this. Like Mm -hmm. it's like, and it wasn't just about like, of course the money was there, but it was more like, I can just make this decision one day, you know, Mm -hmm. and this Mm -hmm. is what's happening and it's going to be amazing. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love, like, I'm totally, like, playing in my mind, like, going down the path of, like, all the things that I'm living that I once wanted. Mm. And so thank you for sharing that because yeah. this is awesome <laughs> to just have all that. It's so fun when you're like, I wanted that and I'm living that. I wanted that and that's in my life. I wanted that and here it is. Yes. So if you're listening, take a second and do that. Acknowledge everything, how far you have come in your life. And Cassie and I have an episode coming up on this. We're going to talk about big picture and and the power of looking back um, and acknowledging those things. But the more you do that, the better, because you're going to get that. That's exactly how Source is looking at you. It's saying you're doing Mm -hmm. amazing. Source never removes its gaze from your amazingness. So when you line up with that, that's when it feels so amazing. It's so awesome. All right. So <laughs> for our topic, do you want to yes. start with your story? Yeah. Or do you want to talk about it a little so, bit? Well, I'll just start kind of where this like popped into my head. So I was talking to someone a couple weeks ago and someone that I love and adore and all of that. And, um, and they were talking and they were, um, they were talking about me and someone else that I know. And there was sort of, I could hear this story having been formulated about um, this other person and then about myself and like some, um, just some like comparisons that weren't really, they weren't judgments, but they were just interesting to me. And what was most interesting to me is that I could see the way that this story had been formulated was was based on things that were not facts because I know the facts. Like I have the behind the scenes view into some things that was about this conversation. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because I think the perception is like, oh, um, you know, that someone did something right away when I knew like it was like three months that it, Mm -hmm. that it took to like, um, you know, get to that point. And it was just interesting because it was a, um, it wasn't even, bad, but it was interesting, you know, it was, and it was interesting again, because I knew the facts. And so it's just another reminder that we 
so often are creating stories with facts we don't know. Mm-hmm. And by facts in this show, we're meaning like the real things that happen, like the actual things that happen, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, we're not necessarily talking statistic facts, but that, you know, sequence of events and when things happen. And so often, like we we cannot know everything about someone else's life. Um, first of all, that would be super boring and like t- require a lot of energy. <laughs> um, but we, and so often we like, we take little things that we know, but we turn them into these, these facts that aren't true to create stories. Yes. Um, so, and then we start telling those stories. Uh, I want to just like highlight the story you shared and how this happens in so many different areas of our life. Like how it, it most often shows up. Like if you're very, if you're close to someone, so the closest people to you, you're going to know the most about. And this Mm -hmm. really shows up when like someone from an outside, whether it's a stranger, a client, uh, just someone you come across the streets from, or just an acquaintance or a a long-term family member versus like being close. And you hear or observe their perception of this person that you're close to. And you're like, oh, I know the actual, like, I know the behind the scenes of that. I know mm-hmm. what they're actually like. And and your, your perception. What actually happened. What actually happened, yeah. And your perception of that event or of this person is like such a small part. You don't have all the facts. So I think it's a really easy place to see that. Like when you know someone, let's just use your partner, for example, and you know them inside and out. And then someone says something about an event that happened and you're like, oh, I I knew their intention going into that. I knew what was important to them, the goal they were trying to achieve. And this person's looking at only one little pinpoint of that event and saying, they showed up like this. And you're like, huh. So why this is important for us as deliberate creators is because if you're that person telling that story, like observing one part of someone or one part of an experience, be aware of the stories you're telling and just know that maybe, not even maybe, just know you don't have all the facts ever of anything, And Mm -hmm. I think that helps and is beneficial so we're not so set in what is real and true with other people. Yeah, it's so true. And it's, um, oh, like it. When you when you start to realize it, like you start to unravel a lot of things, and you can see a lot clearer. Um, another real life example just happened um, with a friend um, and another friend, and you know they were like, "Man, like I was saying all of these things about what you were doing at this point mm-hmm. in time in your life, and I had no idea." Like, why was I saying that? And she's going through her own self reflection, so she's starting to see it and like why was I automatically assuming that X, Y, Z was bad or mm-hmm. that you were doing this wrong or that this shouldn't be happening? Like I had no basis for that, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And apologize for that because it, and it's true. Like so often it's just based on, sometimes it's based on things we think we know or it's based on old stuff. It's also based on the way that our brain fills in the facts. Yeah. You know, let's talk about um, this for a sec. About the brain part. Because yeah. I think it's so yeah. powerful. 
Um, Cass and I have talked about this before and we've briefly mentioned things, but we don't delve too much into the exact brain science, but I was going, I was looking into it a couple of weeks ago and it just shocks me every time how, <laughs> right? I, yeah, I, <laughs> I know when you started talking about it and I was like, yeah, every time I go look it up, cause I have trouble yeah. remembering the numbers, but I'm always like, man. Yeah. It's so, it's mind blowing. Um, no pun intended, but your brain (laughs) (laughs) like gets, and these are not exact numbers, but this is the proportion get like receives about like hundred million bits of information a second about the world, about reality, but it only processes like 10 million. It's only like a small percentage of what it's given or what it's taking in that it can actually process. And so like, think about that. Like you're basing your view on reality. Oh, wait. And the other part of that is you based on your past experiences is what you take in. So based Mm -hmm. on the experiences you have, the beliefs you have that you already hold, that's like your your colored glasses, that's what you're going to see. That's the 10% or whatever that you're going to see. But the whole other 90% exists. And mm-hmm. the the whole picture, so you, no one on this earth has a complete or true picture of reality. That's why we all experience different realities because there's, there's truth, but then dependent on what we're perceiving, so much connected to our brain, is what you experience is that like small percentage you never get a full picture of reality it's just it's crazy <laughs> it is crazy um mm. and it's and uh, i just want to reiterate this part for this it is super crazy and it's our brain has to have a way to filter that and so the way that it does filter it like jenny said is based on our past experiences it's go it's looking for the files that already exist so mm-hmm. if we have you know, all these files that are hurt and disappointment and anger and not being taken care of, like then our brains are filtering, looking for that match of information, like taking all of that information and like looking through and scanning and being like, I'm going to take this part and this part and this part because it matches. Whereas if we have, you know, we're in the habit of being happier and um, enjoying life and we, we are consciously looking for ways that people are supporting us. Our brain is looking through all that stuff or and abundance and looking for like abundance and people being supported and things that make you feel joy. And it's filtering that way. Yeah, I love that you said it that way. Like our brain has to do that because that mm-hmm. it's not our brain. Our brain doesn't make the choices. Our brain is a responder. It's a filter. It's a like it's a tool. It's our consciousness mm-hmm. that gets to. It's our awareness. That's the power. That's the place that you get to like choose and direct. And so you have all these neural pathways from years and years of unconscious patterning and responding that are. That is doing just what Cass said. Like, it has to find things that match that because that's who it is. Uh, that's the, it's programmed Ooh. to do that. And so. Can I say something right here? Yeah. 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 Because I think it's important. I just hit it just to share. Um, and it's, it's doing that because the other information, like it has to filter out what it needs and what it doesn't. And when your brain is functioning and looking for what to filter, if there's nothing from the past in there about that, it doesn't, it, 
think it's important. Like there's no reason to put it in, right? There's not a, um, it seems like that would just be silly, like extra stuff, right? Um, when you need to get the information that you need when your brain is working. Do that make sense? Yes, yes. Um, and I like the filling in the parts. That's the other part. That's the other way this affects us manifestors <laughs> is that yes. when uh, we don't have all the information and we see this one thing, that 10% or whatever, your brain, mm-hmm. because it's its job, is going to fill in the rest of the details or stories with mm-hmm. things it's used to, things it's familiar, things it already has stored kind of in its programs. I don't know if that's the right way to mm-hmm. say it, but that's like the practical, that's how it shows up. We actually kind of make up stories. So yeah. uh, I went through a trauma with my brother and his friends when um, he was in high school. Um, we had someone come out because a lot of them had witnessed it to um, – I can't remember the process she did, but she'd explained it to me. And then I explained it to the boys like this and they got it. I said, it's like when you're, when you're in the middle of a trauma, and I think this is true of a lot of life, it's, it's as if there's a cartoon, you know, how there's like a square, like there's blocks of the cartoon, right? It's like step one, step two, step three, step four. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in a trauma, and I think in other ways, the one, like, like, let's say it's five blocks long, the fourth one is missing. So especially in trauma, you you don't always remember everything, but what happens is, you know, like something happened, like something bad happened. I went over here. I did this. I can't remember what the fourth step was. And then the fifth step, like maybe the ambulance showed up. Right. Mm -hmm. And, but you don't remember what you did in step four. What happens is your brain, and I don't know why this is, but it, especially in trauma, it fills in with the worst possible scenario. So often in trauma and what that looked like for the boys was I didn't do anything. And so Mm -hmm. this process was actually to help them all remember to fill in their missing boxes with what actually did happen. So like um, one of the boys, like his missing box was like, you know, this probably just a minute in time. Right. But in his mind, what his brain had filled in was I didn't do anything. And one of the girls that was also in the accident that was in the car, she said, no, no. After that, you came and you got me. You helped me. Crazy. Yeah, but his but his brain had filled in. I didn't do anything in that moment. I wasn't doing enough, mm-hmm. right? And probably mm-hmm. it, we could look back. There's probably some programming inside of him that said, like, I don't do enough. And that right. might be why his brain filled that in, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was super powerful, especially in a trauma. Um, and I'll have to figure out what that process was called. But it's it's a debriefing where where the actual point of it is to fill in all those missing pieces of the story so that you're you're not making so that your brain isn't is making them up based on that other stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's comfortable and and has the truth, has the facts so that you're not telling the story I didn't do anything. Mhm. Right? Mm-hmm. In in that situation. Yeah. And so how like what we what we really want to communicate here is that what is coming in or the stories that are happening in your head like are is that the actual reality is that the truth like check your facts before mm-hmm. you go get involved with a story and by getting involved i mean repeating it like telling it giving energy to it uh, telling it to other people or thinking have it letting it have any effect on your life um mm-hmm. do you want to share i was just the, gonna say yeah 
internalizing it before mm. you internalize it as a meaning to you. Um, and I just, I do, what's your question? I thought of another story from high school where I totally did this. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so one of my best friends in high school, she started dating, um, started dating, um, someone that was close to me, um, was basically family. And, you know, I remember telling her like, you always like, like, because this is my perception, like probably from back then. And my story was like, I'm not good enough. I'm always the second, like whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I said to her, I said, you, she's more important. You know, remember I'm 17. I said, you're, Mm -hmm. you're, she's more important. She's become more important than you. Like you just like, I don't know. I don't even know what the words were, but they were somewhere along those lines. And she looked at me and she's like, Cass, I make sure I hug you first every time. I've made a conscious, like she didn't say conscious, but she was like, I always hug you first. Mm -hmm. And because you're important, but I had missed that information, Mm. right? Because my story was overriding the, like was filling in the facts or, or even just not allowing me to see the reality of the facts. Yes. I love this. This is even when you said um, your story was overriding the facts. Like I, mm-hmm. I call out my clients all the time on that. <laughs> you know, like we'll we'll be, uh, you know, sometimes we'll get on the phone together and I'll, and um, I'll be like, this went well, this went well, this went well, this went well. This is working out. You know, a whole bunch of things. I'm feeling this. I'm feeling this. But am I moving forward? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> what the heck? I get it. Yeah. And so um, that's how those things play out. But it's like learning to give. It, it really is so much about your awareness and being able to see more of the picture. So I think mm-hmm. an amazing way to start this, to, to apply what we're talking about, is to even just ask yourself the question, like, well, what are the facts? Like, what is the, am I getting the whole picture here? Could there be something else at play versus just what I can see? Since you know for a fact that what you can see is driven by your past experiences and based on your beliefs. So could something else be a reality here that I'm just not seeing? Yet. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I love that. And I think that ties into um, something that's been a theme lately in different ways, but is is space. Like if you can just create a little space before you react, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or a little, just just space. Like if you can give a little space between your thoughts, yeah. right? You can You can catch, you can become aware, even just to slow them down a little bit to like, oh, Nope, that's not what's happening, right? Just to yeah. give that little space, that little pause, which is what you're talking about, awareness. Um, and I think that awareness requires just a little more space. It requires us just to like pause, like push pause, you know, on mm-hmm. our stuff a little bit. Yeah, totally. I think this comes up the most in or maybe not the most, but it's one, It's a big area in like our relationships with other people when we are um, assessing or reflecting, when, when we're thinking about what happened or um, thinking about a person. So, you know, 
something happens with one of your friends at a party and you catch like, oh, she's so like that, or she's always, she's all, she always does that. Or you see her go and I'm totally making this up. You see her go (laughs) and serving chips around to everyone. I don't know. And you have the thought, oh, she's always such a great hostess, or she takes so much joy in caring for other people, or whatever the thing is you're saying about it. And I think just having an awareness, like, is that true? Is Or is she doing that out of a sense of duty? Or does she actually like doing that versus, so making these assumptions and Usually it's not going to, you know, having a positive reflection or story about someone doesn't take away from your life at all. It just adds to it. But it's still a story when you're not sure about the truth of it, like the reality of that. So I think what I'm like working my way into (laughs) is that it's so much better for you. Like you're going to find more alignment and just be a easier, open, more pleasant person when you aren't so... Um, strict or like attached to the stories you tell about things or people or events. Yes. And I will add when you seek the, the, I'm going to use facts in this case. I was going to say understand truth, but the, yeah, when you seek the facts. So even though your story, like you were like, oh, it doesn't like, there's almost nothing that happens about telling a positive story and I can see it, right? I can Mm -hmm. see how when you have the story that you were telling about the chips and the hostess and all that is that then you become someone who's always like, oh, let me let that person host. Right. Where you don't know if that's actually what she enjoys. That's the perception you have. And so how to get the facts is where you take the pause and you become aware is instead of just assuming she wants to host all the parties, you ask, like, hey, do you like this? Like, is this your jam? Because mm-hmm. even though someone is good at something or looks really good at something, doesn't mean they're doing it with joy. It doesn't mean that they don't they don't like it. Uh, they cannot like it. Mm-hmm. And it can still look like, well, they're very good at it. Because often we, um, we as humans, like, for some reason, we equate, like, um, good at something with enjoying something. Mm-hmm. And so, you know— it could be that you're always letting her take the parties or you're always almost like not pushing parties on her, but not offering because you think she's the one who loves to do parties. And deep down inside, she's like, I hate parties, but yeah. my mom just raised me to be a good hostess. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or then, I just know how to do it. Yes. Or I just know how to do it. Um, I'm sure you've experienced this, Cass, in having like a realization when when a story or something you're holding about someone is totally blown up and you have Mm. you're like what I totally thought you loved this or I totally thought you did this or you don't like that like it was and just having that like oh my god I had no idea feeling shows us I know everybody listening has had to have that at least once yes that's like demonstrating like oh yeah I don't know everything (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which is like a whole other topic we could get into. <laughs> right. And it's demonstrating I do things based on perceptions and previous stories based yes. on current and up-to-date facts. Yes. Yeah. Even, I think even just walking around with that, walking around with the knowingness that I don't know it all, that I am yes. a normal human being that has perceptions and acts out of beliefs and it brings a sense of humbleness into 
your beingness. And that is, that's just very, very much um, more allowing in general and, and, and receiving mm-hmm. and interacting and participating in your life. And, you know, definitely something people like to be around. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it makes you happier because generally, yeah. again, we fill in based on old things. And a lot of times, for whatever it's self-preservation it's because this is the way we're designed right mm-hmm. um we're designed to avoid pain because in the past like painful things could kill you right like in mm-hmm. evolution right that's mm-hmm. it's an evolutionary thing but it's become you know now we avoid emotional pain so often in as we grow up we develop these stories because they're supposed to protect us from that and so often but then that comes into the current reality and it's like if we you know, we just would be happier because we wouldn't be defaulting to those stories. We'd be asking and we'd be getting current information to write new stories that we want to be true and that we want our brains to be picking up on. Yeah, that's beautiful. Current information. Be a gatherer of current information. Oh my gosh, I love that. Then the reactor from <laughs> past stuff. Be awesome. a gatherer of current information. Just if you take <laughs> if you take one note, like make a voice memo. Just that's that's all you need to know for this episode. Implement that. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, go be gatherers, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Go be awesome. Thank you for joining us on the Manifest It Now Show, where you learn how to leverage the law of attraction to manifest your dreams. Now that you're inspired, share the love and review us on iTunes. While you're there, remember to subscribe.